السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسرل سخيمه قلبي امين يا رب العالمين so we were doing kitab az zakat and inshallah today we'll begin with which bab bab number 30 باب على كل مسلم صدقه فمن لم يجد فليعمل بالمعروف باب chapter على كل مسلم on every muslim is due على means that it's a responsibility meaning every muslim must must do what sadaqa meaning he must give charity فمن لم يجد and whoever does not find meaning whoever does not find any money with himself to give in charity Then what should that Muslim do? فَلْيَعْمَلْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Then he should do what is ma'roof, what is good, what is recognized as right, what is acceptable, meaning that he should do good deeds. And that will count as charity for him. So here we see that the book is of zakat and Imam Bukhari brings the necessity of uh, giving charity. And this is not just for the rich, but for who? For all Muslims. Because sometimes what happens is that people free themselves from giving charity by saying that we don't have to give zakat. Or for example, a person will say, I don't earn anything. Or for example, a person will say, I've already given my zakat. Right? So we see over here that every Muslim must give sadaqah. Whether they are male or female, they have a lot of wealth or very little wealth. Zakat is due on them or zakat is not due on them. regardless of you know what they have and what their status is in society they must give something in charity why so that they acquire they earn good deeds and we see that the life of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is a perfect example for us because there were times when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam suffered from great hunger even you know for instance in some ahadith we learned that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's family did not have bread for more than 3 days in a row Bread is something very simple. It's something basic, right? It's staple food, if you think about it. But they did not have it for more than three days in a row. And food was not cooked in the house of the Prophet ﷺ twice. Meaning if ever they had two meals a day, only one of those meals would be cooked. The other meal would be just dates and water. And sometimes Aisha anha says that she would see the moon and then she would see the moon again, meaning the full moon. referring to the passing of the month and she said that the oven would not be lit the fire would not be lit in the house of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam meaning to prepare food but still we see that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave so much charity in fact we learn about him that in the month of ramadan what was his charity like like wind like a fast blowing wind meaning he was very quick and very generous in giving charity even though he did not have bread for three days in a row. So, you know, this should really make us think that even if zakat is not due on us, we're not required to give zakat because we don't have that much money sitting for a year. We're literally paycheck to paycheck, for example. Or for instance, you know, a woman says, I have no gold, I have no money, I have, you know, hardly any money in my bank account. You know, whatever a person's status is, still we should not hold back from giving sadaqah. Whatever little we can give, we should give. because there's so much benefit in giving charity. So remember that charity 
is not just for the rich it is for who for everybody zakat yes it is for the wealthy those who have a certain amount of wealth then they must give zakat but charity is for all and remember that ala kulli muslim this doesn't mean that it's obligatory it's fard it means that it is mustahab it is it is preferred this is something that is very highly recommended So what's the proof of this? حدثنا مسلم بن إبراهيم حدثنا شعبة حدثنا سعيد بن أبي بردة عن أبيه عن جده عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said على كل مسلم صدقة On every Muslim صدقة is due Meaning every Muslim must give صدقة Must give charity فقالوا So they said يا نبي الله O Prophet of Allah فمن لم يجد What about the person who does not find meaning who does not have anything to give what about him he also has to give sadaqa qala the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ya'malu biyadihi he should work with his hand fayanfa'u nafsahu and he should benefit himself wa yatasaddaqu and he should give in charity meaning if he does not have anything then he should go and work do something with his hands whatever skill that he has whatever work that he can do even if it's labor he should do that why so that he can benefit himself with the money that he will earn and from that money he should also give in charity so we see over here the encouragement to work earn money and give charity you understand qalu they said fa illam yajid what if he cannot find that Like for example a person is applying for one job after the other and they're unemployed. They've been trying for a very long time. What should they do? Or he doesn't know any skill, right? So what should he do? Qala he said, yu'inu dhal-hajatil malhuf. Yu'inu he should help dhal-haja. A person who is in need. A person who is in need and a person who is malhuf. Do you see the Arabic word malhuf in the text? Hmm? What's the translation of malhuf in your book? Someone troubled by a need, something like that? A needy who appeals for help? Okay. So the word malhuf is very interesting. Uh, you see malhuf, lahf is to grieve and regret over something that you've lost. Okay? Not lost actually, missed. It's to be upset about what? about missing an opportunity that you were so close to getting something but you missed it you understand and that hurts the most isn't it because you were so close to getting it but then you missed it it's like for example a person is applying for a job they go through the first round of interviews and the second round and the third round and then what happens they never hear back they were so close to getting their job right but then they didn't get it so first of all they're unemployed right so they are in need dal haja and now they are malhuf they're also sad so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said yu'inu he should help him help someone who is troubled by need and helping someone who is in this state doesn't just mean financially helping them sometimes it means helping them prepare for their interview helping them prepare for or for example listening to them right giving them some advice so yu'inu dhal hajatil malhuf and malhuf 
You can also think of it as someone who is, you know, for example, someone who is in need, they're eager for something that they want to buy, something that, that they want to have in their life. So for example, a person who wants to get a car, but they're not able to, someone who wants to get a license, right? But they fail their, their drive test, right? Their G2, for example. So you can help them, even if you cannot give in charity, maybe you can drive them around. Right? So, يُعِينُ ذَا الْحَاجَةِ الْمَلْهُوفِ قَالُوا فَإِنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ They said, what if he cannot do that either? A person is not able to help someone in need. قَالَ He said, the Prophet ﷺ said, فَلْيَعْمَلْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Then he should do what is right, وَالْيُمْسِكْ عَنِ الشَّرِّ And he should refrain from evil. فَإِنَّهَا لَهُ صَدَقَةً For indeed that will be charity for him. What will be charity for him? If he does what is right and he does not harm people, that will be counted as charity for him. Doing what is right, what does that mean? Good deeds, like for example, salah, right? Tasbih. Likewise, following the rules, doing things the right way, right? Eating with the right hand. Go ahead. For example, you see, فَلْيَعْمَلْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And refrain from hurting others. So for example, if you're eating with the right hand, if you're chewing with your mouth closed, you are doing things the right way. And when you're chewing with your mouth closed, you're not harming people. Do you understand? Because if you chew with your mouth open, for example, can that annoy people? It can annoy them, right? So for you to chew with your mouth closed is a very conscious decision. And even that is an act of charity. You understand this? That even this is counted as an act of charity. So remember that good deeds are like sadaqah in terms of reward. Now, how is refraining from harming others charity? You're not causing them a harm. You're protecting them from what can hurt them. Yes. You're doing something good for them. Very good. How else? Go ahead. You're giving them Exactly. Giving peace to people, giving space to people is also a form of charity. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, these are, the good deeds become sadaqah for people who cannot afford all of that, right? Because the question is, I mean, he didn't mention the Prophet ﷺ did not mention it at the beginning. Yeah. So this, if he cannot do anything. So does it mean that only people who cannot? No, this is for all. This is for all people. So for example, is there reward for you? For example, if you're giving charity, money, for instance, and then you're also helping someone in need, all right, by listening to them, by comforting them, by driving them, do you get reward for that? Of course you do. By doing general good deeds like salah and, you know, eating with the right hand, for example, consciously not hurting people. Yes, you get rewarded for that. So whoever can do all of this should do that. And whoever cannot do all of this should do what he can. Right? So the point is that a person should not sit idle and do nothing. A person should not exempt themselves from giving charity or from doing good. We learn in another hadith, uh, it's a much longer hadith. Uh, it's in As-Silsilatul Sahiha. Uh, we learned that Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that what saves a person from hell? And he replied, Believing in Allah. So he said, O Prophet of Allah, is there any action required with Iman? That if a person just believes in Allah, is that enough to save him from hell? Or should he do something? So he said he should spend out of what Allah has given him. 
So Abu Dhar said, what if he's poor and does not have anything to give? He said, then he should command what is right and forbid what is wrong. If you cannot give money, then give. Give what? Advice or, you know, the right teachings. So he asked, what if he's unable to do that? He doesn't know much himself. So he hesitates telling people. So the Prophet ﷺ said that he should use his skill to serve those who cannot do anything. Someone who cannot do anything, help him. So Abu Dhar asked, what if he is unskilled himself and does not have the ability to do anything himself? So he said, then he should help the oppressed. That you see that someone is being oppressed in front of you, go defend them, go help them. So Abu Dhar said, what if he's weak himself? And does not have the ability to help the oppressed. So the Prophet ﷺ said, you do not like to leave anything in your brother? That you're asking, what if he cannot do this? What if he cannot do this? You don't want to leave anything good in your brother. The Prophet ﷺ said, he should not harm people. That if he cannot bring benefit to others, then the least he can do is that he should not harm others. So Abu Dhar said, O Allah's Messenger, when a person will do this, will he enter paradise? The Prophet ﷺ said, any believer who acts upon any of these qualities will enter Jannah. Any of these qualities. Now sometimes what happens is that we are unwell, right, in bed, unable to do anything. But then with our tongue, sometimes we harm others. We hurt others. So there we have to be careful. So we see here that Imam Bukhari proves that sadaqah is to be given by every person. And from the hadith we learned that no matter what your position is, what your circumstances are, still you must give whatever that you can. And giving doesn't just mean giving money, but giving whatever that you can. You know, your time, your services. And also remember that in another hadith in Muslim, we learned that Charity is due from every bone in the body of every one of you. Meaning for every part of your body, you must give sadaqah. So for example, your hand is functioning fine. You should give sadaqah for that. Your arm is functioning fine. You should give sadaqah for that. Now if we start giving sadaqah and money, we'd have nothing. The Prophet ﷺ said, So every tasbih is a sadaqah. Meaning every time you say subhanallah, that is a sadaqah. Every tahmeed is a sadaqah. Meaning every time you say alhamdulillah, that is sadaqah. وَكُلُّ تَهْلِيلَةٍ Tahlila is to say la ilaha illallah, that is also sadaqah. Saying Allahu Akbar, that is also sadaqah. So good deeds are like charity in terms of reward. Anything you'd like to add? Any question? Any comment? Clear? So sharing this would also be a sadaqah. Right, so share this with people. Okay. Bab qadru kam yu'ta min al-zakati wal-sadaqati wa man a'ta shatan. Qadru, qadru is amount. Kam, how much yu'ta should be given. Min al-zakat of zakat. Meaning what amount should be given in zakat. Wal-sadaqah, and what about sadaqah? وَمَنْ أَعْطَى شَاتًا And someone who gives a sheep. Does that also count as sadaqah? 
So here Imam Bukhari talks about the amount that is to be given in zakat and the amount that is to be given in sadaqah. And the specific amounts are not mentioned in the hadith given over here. The specific amounts are coming in the abwab that are coming ahead. So Imam Bukhari will mention about how much zakat is due on camels, how much zakat is due on sheep, on goats, on cows. So today's lesson will be a little interesting. We'll be learning about how much zakat is due on silver, on gold, and things like that. So the amounts are coming very soon. Here they're not listed. But this is very interesting that the previous chapter heading is what? That sadaqah is due on every Muslim. And you'll notice something that in the ahadith that come later on, it says that this much zakat is due, and for less than this, no zakat is due, unless a person wants to give. So we see the general encouragement here, that regardless of how much zakat you have to give, or you don't have to give, in general, we are encouraged to give. Okay. Now, you see over here two words, zakat and sadaqah. So for sadaqah, the amount is not specified. For sadaqah, the amount is not specified. We're not told, okay, 10% of your earning must be given in charity, no. Or for example, this much sadaqah, one dirham, or this much gold you should give weekly, or bi-weekly, or monthly. No, for sadaqah, you know, it's left to our discretion. We decide how much to give. A lot, a little, none. It's up to us. But when it comes to zakat, then the amounts are specified and they will be mentioned in the following abwab. But here, Imam Bukhari brings this hadith which is very interesting. حدثنا أحمد بن يونس حدثنا أبو شهاب عن خالد الحذاء عن حفصة بنت سيرين عن أم عطية رضي الله عنها قالت بعث إلى نسيبة الأنصارية So Umm Atiyah narrated that Nusayba Ansariya, this is a lady, a Sahabiya, Bu'itha ila, meaning it was sent to her. What was sent to Nusayba? Bishatin, a shat. Shat is a sheep. So a sheep was sent to Nusayba radiallahu anha. Fa'arsalat ila Aishata radiallahu anha minha. So she sent some of that sheep to who? To Aisha radiallahu anha. So an entire sheep was sent to Nusayba radiallahu anha, and from that sheep she sent a portion of the meat to who? Aisha radiallahu anha. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So the Prophet وسلم, he said, meaning he came home, he said to Aisha radiallahu anha, عِنْدَكُمْ شَيْءٍ Do you have anything? Meaning to eat? Is there any food? فَقُلْتُ لَا so, so I said no. إِلَّا مَا أَرْسَلَتْ بِهِ نُسَيْبَةُ Except what Nusayba sent min tilkashat from that sheep. That I have. Some of that meat. Fakala, so the Prophet ﷺ said, Hati, bring it. Fakad balagat mahillaha, for that sheep has reached its destination, its place. Meaning bring it so that I may eat it. Now what's happening over here? In another version of this hadith, which is in Muslim, we learn that the Prophet ﷺ was the one who sent an entire sheep to who? To Nusayba radiallahu anha. And Nusayba radiallahu anha, from that sheep, what did she do? She sent a portion of that meat to Aisha radiallahu anha as a gift. You understand? 
So the sheep is coming from who? From the Prophet ﷺ to Nusaybah radiallahu anha. And then from Nusaybah radiallahu anha, as a gift, it's coming to Aisha radiallahu anha. And Aisha radiallahu anha serves that meat to the Prophet ﷺ. Now there's a couple of things. Remember that the Prophet ﷺ was not allowed to accept sadaqah. He was allowed to accept gifts, but not sadaqah. Alright? And this is the reason why Aisha radiallahu anha said, no, I don't have anything except for that meat. Because Aisha radiallahu anha was of the understanding that the Prophet ﷺ cannot eat this because this was sent as charity. Right? But what was the response of the Prophet ﷺ? That no, bring it because it has reached its destination. What does that mean? That it has reached its final place, now I will eat it. Why would he eat it? Because Nusayba radiallahu anha sent some of that meat to Aisha as a gift. So remember that when the hand changes, right, the status also changes. So, for example, something could be given as a charity to someone, but if they pass it on as a gift, it's no longer a charity. You understand? When the hand changes, ruling changes. This is a very important rule. Okay? So... I mean, yes, you should be concerned about where something is coming from, but you're only accountable for what? For the immediate dealing that you have with someone. So this came into the house of the Prophet ﷺ as a gift. Now, that sheep was the zakat, and that meat from the sheep was sadaqah. Alright? Or rather, the meat of that sheep was a gift. Not sadaqah, but gift. So... We see over here a difference between gift and sadaqah. And there's also a difference between sadaqah and zakat. Sadaqah, it's up to you, how much ever you want to decide to give. But zakat, that is a specified amount. And this is very interesting that the Prophet ﷺ sent something and it came back to him. And this is Allah's promise, what we learned earlier that Whatever you give in Allah's way, then Allah will substitute it for you. He will not leave you empty-handed. And so often we hold on to things, you know, out of extreme fear. But it's just about giving it away that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us what we need also. Yes, go ahead. So you mentioned that uh, Aisha wasn't probably sure whether it was a gift or a sadaqah, she was of the understanding that it was not okay for the Prophet ﷺ to eat it because it was originally sadaqah. But then the Prophet ﷺ explained that it has reached its destination, meaning I am I am supposed to eat it. Family is also not supposed to accept something, right? Or is it only the Prophet ﷺ? Uh, it's his family also. It's the Banu Hashim. But then see, it was sent as a gift to Aisha ﷺ. Bab zakat al-wariq. Zakat on wariq. Wariq is silver. And silver which is madrub or ghair madrub. Madrub means that it is made into coins. And ghair madrub, it's not made into coins. So basically silver, wariq is silver, whatever form it may be in. It could be a brick, it could be coins. So what is the zakat on silver? This is the question now. حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف أخبرنا مالك عن عمر بن يحيى المازني عن أبيه قال سمعت أبا سعيد الخدري قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم 
The Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ فِيمَا دُونَ خَمْسِ ذَوْدٍ صَدَقَةٌ مِّنَ الْإِبِلِ No zakat is due on anything less than five camels. وَلَيْسَ فِيمَا دُونَ خَمْسِ أَوَاقٍ صَدَقَةٌ And there is no zakat due on less than five awaq. Okay, what is awaq? Inshallah, we'll discuss that. وَلَيْسَ فِيمَا دُونَ خَمْسَةِ أَوْسُقٍ صَدَقَةٌ And there is no zakat due on less than five حدثنا محمد بن المثنى حدثنا عبد الوهاب قال حدثني يحيى بن سعيد قال أخبرني عمر سمع أباه عن أبي سعيد رضي الله عنه سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بهذا So another chain Imam Bukhari mentions over here What do we see over here? The exact, the nisab The nisab is the threshold or the minimum amount that you must have for zakat to be obligatory on you so what is that amount? We see three things over here. First of all, with regards to camels. Secondly, with regards to silver. And thirdly, with regards to produce. And that is what we will discuss over here. Okay, you might have questions about sheep or about gold or about other things, but remember everything will be covered. Inshallah. So here we see zakat on camels. The Prophet ﷺ said that there is no zakat due on less than five. Now, dhawd, which is the word in the hadith, dhawd refers to a number of camels. And five, dhawd means five camels. So there is no zakat on less than five camels. What does that mean? Zakat is only due when a person has how many camels? Five or more how many ever? Five or five hundred? But what if he has four camels? Then what? No zakat. If he has five camels, then zakat is due. So this is the nisab for camels. When it comes to silver, for silver, and this is the reason why Imam Bukhari brings this hadith over here, that there is no zakat due on less than five awaq. Okay, awaq. Now, awaq is the plural of uqiya. Have you heard of the term uqiya? Uqiya. So, uqiya is a well-known measure of weight, which was very common uh, even before Islam. Now, what exactly is one uqiya? One uqiya is 40 dirham. And by dirham, I mean silver coins. So one uqiyah is how many dirham? Forty. So here we see five awaq. So five awaq would be how many dirham? Two hundred. So two hundred dirham. Now the question is which dirham? The UAE dirham or some other dirham? So dirham is silver coin. But again, if you look at different eras, different parts of the world, I mean perhaps the value of silver or the weight is different. So remember that one dirham is understood to be 2.975 grams of silver. Okay? To be very specific, 2.975 grams of silver. So this means that 200 dirham would be how many grams of silver? 595 grams. Okay? This is very important for us to know. 595 grams of pure silver. And remember, this is in any form. 
So if you have a brick of silver or if you have some silver coins that you like to collect or if you have silver jewelry or for example you have some art all right or some decorative pieces in your house or something from your great grandmother that she used to use in her house or she used to wear or something so whatever form that silver is in if it is more than 595 grams or 595 grams also right 595 grams or above then zakat is due on it so zakat is due on the on the metal right on the silver from that zakat will be given now the thing is that if a woman has jewelry for example right and that's made of pure silver and zakat is due on it how will she give zakat on it so she has many options one option is that she can give for example one portion of that jewelry as zakat or if she wants she can give its equivalent in cash so she can give that from her money or if her husband is very generous he can also give it on her behalf he doesn't have to remember zakat is due on the owner of the wealth so if the jewelry is hers she is required to give zakat and if her husband is very generous and he would like to give zakat then he gets reward also the third thing mentioned over here is ausuq very quickly we'll go over this ausuq is the plural of wasaq and wasaq is 60 sar sar sad sad alif ain it's a certain measure and inshallah we'll look at that later so it's 60 sar and here we see five ausuq so five times 60 would be how much 300 so 300 sar if a person has that much produce at the time of harvest then he has to give zakat on that but remember that zakat is not due on every kind of harvest it's very specific it's basically staple staple foods okay so for example if a person has let's say strawberries so is he supposed to give zakat on the strawberries no so this is only for produce 